0: We know from the Bible that the great tribulation is coming upon the earth. Before Jesus returns, there will be a shaking of the powers of heaven. Luke 21 tells us that. The sun will go dark. There will be signs in the sky, in the sun, in the stars, in the moon. The powers of heaven will be shaken. And then the Son of God comes through the air. Jesus comes through the air. He will raise the dead in Christ first. Then he will take some of the church people off the earth. The ones who are really living in peace, following God without spot and blameless, will be removed from this earth. There will be people left on the earth for the great tribulation. Some of the elect of God will be left on the church for the great tribulation. In the coronavirus that we have seen in the year 2020 all over the world, we were shut up in our homes for several months. In the United States, we were shut up for three months, and we barely survived. One plague, just one plague, of the Great Tribulation is five months long, and there are 14 plagues. The endurance will be incredible. During the great tribulation, the elect of God will barely survive during the great tribulation. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation such as was not seen since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So we know there's going to be elect of God on this earth for the great tribulation. What makes the difference between the portions of the church that are taken off and the portions of the church that are left? I believe it is is Second Peter chapter 3 where Peter says, because we know Jesus is coming, be diligent that you be found of Jesus In peace, without spot, and blameless. That takes prayer, daily prayer. Daily turning to God with our cares and trouble because you cannot live in peace unless you're doing that. It's impossible. When we turn to God in prayer, we trust Him to give us the answer on that prayer. We trust Him to comfort us some way. A few days ago, here's an example. A few days ago, I thought, well, maybe I went too far on something, uh, mocking something that was antichrist, And I thought, well, maybe I went too far. And so I turned to God in prayer. I was reminded by God of Elijah when he mocked the prophets of Baal. And I knew I had not gone too far. I was comforted by God as he reminded me, me of Elijah. And I knew I was approved by God in that which I said to this man. I even ordered this man out of my bedroom. He was an exterminator, and he was looking at uh, places where mice had gotten into my bedroom. He got the conversation that came from him. He identified himself as a Christian, and the conversation got so perverted and bad that I even asked him to leave my room. And out in the hallway, he dared to turn and say to me, have a a good day. And I said, go to hell. I thought maybe I'd gone a little too far there. But God reminded me that I'm dealing with Antichrist. And Elijah, he's fortunate Elijah wasn't here because Elijah cut off the heads of 450 prophets that were prophets of Baal. So see, Things are tough right now. Paul said, in the last days, perilous times would come. If you don't see perilous times right now in the sin, then I'm, I don't know what will happen to you. Because if you can't recognize that we are living in a sinful time that is very much like Sodom and Gomorrah and very much like uh, the destruction of the earth in the days of Noah, with the violence. And these protesters for good, they're violent, violent. Jesus said, God said, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. They're going to get out there and repay something that was evil by protesting. Some of them are simply looters. And the others don't follow God. Because God says vengeance is mine, I will repay. Those of us who are of God know that when wrong done is done, something wrong is done, we don't get out there and protest. God will deal with it. See, it's very evil today, very evil. The great tribulation is, we could very easily be at the threshold No man knows when this is going to happen. We have to stay ready through prayer, through turning to God with everything that troubles us, through keeping ourselves cleansed by doing the word God gives us, by living in peace without spot and blameless, and being found in peace without spot and blameless on the day Jesus returns which we don't have any idea what day that'll be. We can tell the seasons. We know it is upon us. We know, just like we know, when do you know, how do you know when spring is coming after winter? Leaves appear on the trees. We can tell by the wickedness that we're getting closer to the return of Jesus. That's how we know. In Revelation chapter 8 through 16, we read of all the plagues that God is bringing upon the world in the end time. One of those plagues was five months long. These plagues are not something that happened just necessarily one after uh, one, one day after another, and it's over. It's not. This one plague is five months long. Revelation chapter 9, verse 3. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. By this we see... Some who have the seal of God, the elect of God, are going to be on the earth during the Great Tribulation. Jesus said, watch ye therefore. Not watch the thing going on in the world, but watch yourselves. Watch your own life. How are you living? Are you following specific scriptures right now? Do you have a set of scripture right now that you are meditating on day and night to get deeper into you? Are you checking at night to be sure you did all those instructions of that scripture that day? I am. This is how I live because I love the scriptures. Every night when I go to bed, I'm checking to see if I have done this scripture in Proverbs chapter 1 because that's the section that's currently shown me. If sinners entice, consent thou not. These are Christian people who come saying they're Christians and they entice me to teach them when they're not going to follow the word of God. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. After the first and second admonition, reject them. Titus chapter 3. So they come enticing me. Teach me more. Teach me more. Give me more. They're not doing what I showed them in the first place. So God is teaching me. Let them alone. Don't do it. Don't give them more than one or two admonitions. Walk away from them. Give them that and just wait. See what they do, if anything, with that. So every night I'm checking, is this what I did today? Is this what I did today? Did I do it today? Did I follow this instruction? Which is, for me, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 10. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Then it says, walk not in the way with them. Put Don't put yourself in their path. Don't go where they're likely to be. Did I do these things today? And I have to be able to answer, yes, I did these things. And I live in peace when I do these things. So if Jesus returned at that moment, I would be in peace. But if I didn't do these things, I would be troubled. So it's up to us to keep ourselves in peace without spot and blameless. So in Luke 21, Jesus says, Concerning the last days, watch ye therefore and pray always. That prayer makes us accountable to be accounted worthy to escape that which is coming on the earth. And he says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. John chapter 15, Jesus says, I, the word, am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Now the husbandman trims the dead leaves and branches off of the vine and takes care of the vine. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he, God, taketh away. You are one saved, always saved doctrine. Well, your doctrine has just been blown out of the water right here. Because every branch that's not living in the Word of God is going to be taken away by God. And every branch that beareth fruit, he, God, purchaseth, that it may bring forth more fruit. We're going to be even purged a little bit when we bring forth fruit so that we can bring forth more fruit. The dead leaves and branches and dead people hanging on to us are going to be put away from us and will bring forth even more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you Jesus said. If you do that word, that word's going to keep you. If you do those scriptures and keep doing them you're a disciple of Jesus. John 8 So you are clean through the word. And Jesus said abide in me. Live in that word. Doing that word. Examine yourself at night. To see if you did that scripture during the day. What scripture are you following right now? None? No, 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 no. What scripture has God given you by his spirit? That's the scripture. to follow day and night at this point in time. Until he gives you another scripture. If you're not being given any scripture, you probably aren't a Christian. You better examine that. You think you're a Christian, and you probably aren't a Christian. I did the same thing. I thought I was a Christian. I went forward and was baptized when I was 15. My life didn't change a bit. I just went on with my own ambitions. Until I was 38 or 37, and God spoke to me one night and said, Joan, you know all these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes, those were sin. And I went, sin? I thought they were mistakes. I was changed instantly. I was born again. After that, I was taken into heaven in the night, merged into the body of Jesus. God and the Holy Spirit witnessed. I was made one with the Word of God that night. Same thing happened to me a couple of nights later. I was taken into heaven. I was merged into the body of Jesus. I was made one with the Word of God. I didn't know what it meant. I thought all Christians experienced this. Looking back on it, I think it was most likely when God ordained me into the offices of apostle and prophet, which I'm called to do in the church right now. Abide in me. Live in the scriptures that you're given at this point in time. Verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same, same bring forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. The dead, the people that don't follow Jesus, those branches are going to be cut off. Those people that don't follow the scriptures, the word of God, who say they're Christians, they're just going to be cut off and burned in the fire. That's what's going to happen. So examine this very closely. Well, the great tribulation, we know one of the plagues is five months because it tells us that one of the plagues is five months. We don't know how long the other plagues are. There are 14 plagues. But we do know that Jesus said, except the days are shortened, there would be no flesh saved. It will be so bad. But for the sake of the elect, the days will be shortened. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.